0: everyone. Welcome to Pop Sports Shorts. This is Matt. We've got the full crew here. We've got Jared. We've got Dan. And we've got Ross. What's up, guys? What up? What up? Dan just danced. Uh, But again, audio medium. You have no idea. Um, We're going to start by talking about Kansas City. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to start with the Eagles. Uh, Actually, no, we're not going to start with the Eagles. Let's start with some things. Let's just start with Steelers bills because it's probably you know, the Steelers they hung in there, they made a game of it, but it just there was never really a point where I felt like there was a lot of peril for the bills um who ended up, you know, running away with it at the end. But what were your guys' thoughts on this game?
1: You said it perfectly. um, you know, they hung in there for the most part, so the bills, you know, I mean, that was a game where, you know, I'm sure you enjoyed it because the superior quarterback was the difference in that game. Not that Mason Rudolph played a bad game. He Actually, I think he hung in there and played really well and played pretty decent down the stretch for them, too. But, um, you know, Josh Allen, I don't think there was ever a problem with Josh Allen this year like some people thought there was. I can't believe that you we were talking about whether the Bills would trade him at some point this season. What a fucking utterly asinine conversation that some people – not blaming anybody in this, in this, in this. In this I podcast, never thought there was a problem. But that some people in the NFL industry were having, like you do not trade Josh Allen. Are you fucking kidding me? So he came out, you know, and the Bills did what they're supposed to do at home on in in bad conditions, and they beat the Steelers. And this has kind of been the story of the Steelers: a middling. It's like your worst nightmare, Matt: a middling seven seed. And they're just not making the right draft picks on offense, whether it's quarterback, whether they've tried drafting a quarterback in the first round, they've tried drafting one in the, I think Rudolph was a second or third round pick. Um, but they haven't just gotten the weapons behind him. You know, they, they just haven't had the receivers there. I think, you know, the running back's a good weapon, Najee Harris, but he's not, you can't build a, you can have a running back, but the only one you can really build an offense around seems to be is McCaffrey for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, it's just they just don't have the horses to, to hang with the elite of the AFC. And like you said, they're just going to be kind of in that mid-round draft purgatory. Maybe they land on someone like Michael Penix in this draft. You know, they do. I think they do need to draft a quarterback. I've never really been a big Kenny Pickett fan, despite his his local connections. I don't think he's a starting quarterback. I think he's a backup quarterback. And that's just always just been my thoughts. So better quarterback, better team, better team. This team's been through playoff a playoff run before. I think the bills might actually win the AFC. I'm sorry to say that Jared, but I do think that, you know, they have, I think the team best equipped to win the AFC right now, which is kind of wide open since the chiefs are, you know, not dominating like they usually do.
0: The way you said like better quarterback, better teams, you started, you sounded like you're doing like a Papa John's uh, hit piece right there. Um, (laughs) I will go on. Uh, To me, this game turned. uh, In the second quarter, Josh Allen ran for 52 yards. Now, I took some issue here. Uh, He did what was clearly a very fake slide that made all of the Steelers defensive backs and everybody back off a little bit from hitting him when it looked like he was lined up to be tackled. And then when everybody stepped back, he ran the rest of the way for a touchdown. Uh, Ross, what were your thoughts on this play? I have mine, but I will. Let me let you. Let me take it to you first.
2: I have no issue with it at all. I don't, I, don't think Josh, I don't think Josh Allen did anything wrong. Josh Allen is now playing to the rules that the NFL have put in place. So he can do that. And until he gets hit, he can keep going. Now, the, the problem is that obviously the defenders were sort of worried about hitting him because if they do his 15 yards, what they actually did was nothing. And it went for 52 yards or whatever it was. So I don't actually have any problem with what Josh Allen did. Obviously, I think he was waiting for one of the defenders to make a move. He was going to go down. They didn't make a move, so he kept running. And I think if he didn't, I was watching that thinking, oh, go down, go down. You don't want to take see the quarterbacks taking big hits. And then no one touched him. So I think I think he did the right thing. I think it was a great run.
0: I, think, I just think it's such bad faith. I know I often talk about just working within the rules, blah, blah, blah. But just the rules are designed to protect the quarterbacks above all else. And he took advantage of the rules to gain some extra yards. I think that what the NFL should do in a situation like that is just as soon as a like as soon as you declare the slide, that's supposed to be it. That's the end of the play. So by my eyes, the refs also missed that too because he did very clearly declare the slide. um Dan, what are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, you're right. he did he, it's, if you want to say that he gave himself up then the refs uh then the refs definitely got the call wrong. but to run, it's a play that you probably can get away with if you're an elite quarterback because the league does you know look out for scoring and quarterback play more in this day and age. Um, yeah, it's just, that's kind of, like you said, rules are designed to, to keep the game organized, but you know, a lot of really good, it seems like, you know, break bending the rules is what a lot of good teams do. Also. I said, we, I was just talking off screen. I'll say, yeah, Michigan just won a national championship, bending the rules, knowing full well that even if they got caught, they wouldn't lose their national championship. So who the hell cares? If you break the rules. If you're not going to, if you're not going to lose the big prize, same goes for the Houston Astros and the sign scaling scandal. If the rule, if the consequence isn't you lose your World Series, then the Astros don't give a shit what you think of them, nor do their fans, you know? And that's the the, the thing with, with these rules. Unless there's a severe consequence, you to keep having quarterbacks try to exploit them the best they can. And this is why I don't like all these, some of these rules I just don't like. Sometimes you gotta understand, football is football. You're gonna take hits, it's bound to happen. I think you're know, protecting headshots and stuff like that, but you know, some of these rules, you know, were like, I remember a few years, like, years ago, the Giants got caught in a game against, I want to say it was against the Titans. Ross, please help me remember. They might've been, I don't know if McNair or Vince almost a quarterback, but there was a play where they were sacking the quarterback and and the, 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 whoever was sacking him, it might've been like Manure or someone didn't finish the sack thinking that if he finished a sack, he would get a 15 yard penalty and kind of let the quarterback go. And then the quarterback threw a touchdown pass or, did, or got a first down. Basically, it extended the drive and eventually cost the Giants a game. I, remember, I think the, the Titans came back from a big deficit in this game. It was during my college years. I remember listening on the radio going up to college. So anyway, I think, you know, that, that's we you have to be careful with some of these rules now. Because quarterbacks are smart. Their, their, their job is to be the smartest person on the field. And the smartest person on the field finds any way to win possible. And um, that's why I kind of went okay with Josh Allen did. But if they wanted to fix it, you're right, Matt. The refs need to call it if you want it to be fixed.
0: The second he declares that slide, the play is theoretically supposed to be over. Again, I that kind of just put the game away for me. Like, yes, I know Pittsburgh made it close, but it just still never felt like right. – I never felt any sort of uh, – like, uh, never mind. It just never felt like Buffalo was losing that game.
1: Yeah, right. I know exactly what you mean. The vibe never went to Pittsburgh at all. Like once wow. Allen got that touchdown, that was it. Like even if they got close, he just kind of knew that Buffalo was gonna figure this out because they just got more talent. They're a more talented football team.
2: I mean, I think I think at one point they got it back within a score, didn't they? They got it back within seven. But yep. I was still watching that, thinking, "Why well, don't I just wait for the Bills to go back ahead again further?" Because it just there was no there was no chance that the Steelers were gonna actually get back into the game. It was pretty comfortable for the Bills, and I think even though the scoreline ended up being. A fair few points. I think it was more comfortable than even that scoreline suggested.
3: It, it was so blatantly obvious, and I I missed a good chunk of it because I was I had to take my son somewhere. But it was blatantly obvious how much that defense was missing. Uh, Tj Watt, like how critical of a piece he is in that defense, it, you could just see that they just couldn't, even with Minka Fitzpatrick back and people like that. It it just wasn't the same without. Uh, tj watt which makes the argument for how how good of a player he is as a whole not just for the Steelers.
0: yeah i would agree with that i think that uh good summary of that game jared are you ready to talk about uh are you ready to talk yet or do we want to wait a little bit longer you can so- go right ahead i'm ready to talk Where okay. to i just want to jump right into uh my One of my favorite results of the weekend, Two pe- made two people happy on this, uh, Dolphins 7, uh, Chiefs 26, uh, Kansas City with the dominant win in the negative 10 degrees. I don't know if I believe there were tons of videos going around of water freezing instantly. I was trying to like query science Twitter over whether these were fake, like, you know, Snapchat story type th- filters or something like that. But uh, I guess the water was going from like 38 degrees down to below freezing. And so a lot of times that will cause something to
3: freeze within seconds. Um, there was even the the pictures of the beers in the cup holders that got so cold that they like spewed out of the cans and promptly froze. Yeah, it was that cold.
0: Yeah, didn't seem to uh, bother the Kansas City Chiefs offense who stayed hot. Uh, Patrick Mahomes 23 of 41 262 yards one touchdown yeah Dan's giving me a thumbs up cuz of that transition yeah it was a good one um on the other side though Tua Tagovailoa uh 20 oh, for 39 199 yards one touchdown and let's be real that one touchdown was more of an incredible play by Tyreek Hill than it was a it was an underthrown ball from Tua Tyreek came back to it somehow evaded multiple defenders and scored a touchdown but
3: You know, you know why he was able to score that touchdown. Tell us, because that because at that moment he was not being guarded by Lejarius Sneed, who, (laughs) side note, uh, just got this week's angry run scepter not for a run, but for how he absolutely brutalized Tyreek Hill into the turf or Tyreek Hill's face into the turf, uh, which I absolutely loved, but. Uh no Ty um Tyreek Hill yeah screw him uh
1: LeJarius Sneed Stafford return for him huh
3: no uh Jerry Sneed did not give a touchdown up the entire regular season and to this moment in the postseason also still has not given up a touchdown um which is gonna make the w- was gonna make the postseason contract discussions even more difficult. And I would even argue with how good George Karloftis did this season, that Chris Jones um, isn't going to be as much of a conversation as he probably wants to be. But, um, yeah, LeJarius Sneed was not guarding Tyreek Hill on that play, which is why he scored the touchdown. Um, But, yeah, he, he was not as much of a factor as he probably would have been against anybody else. I'll say that.
0: And I will say the best receiving performance of the day was Rasheed Rice. Eight receptions, 130 yards, and a touchdown. He was just unstoppable out there. Yeah,
1: He's coming in at the right time. He's getting it it together at the right time for them. The last thing that these playoffs need is Mahomes having a a legit receiving weapon. That's not Travis Kelsey. So
3: you're you're saying as they bring Rasheed Rice more into involvement in the offense, they do better?
1: Hmm. Yes, but I have a question for you. I know Chiefs fans have been calling for this for a while is it because rasheed rice wasn't ready that he wasn't as involved or is it andy reed being stubborn because he's a rookie like i think it's more because I, it's a complicated offense to learn it took him some time to get it together and now you know be a trusted target for mahomes
2: i mean you I can correct that. me if i'm wrong on this jared but even early he was on the field a lot, but for whatever reason i don't think he was involved in the particular place i don't think it wasn't just a case of him you know, Andy Reid not trusting him and not putting him out there. Like he was out there, but he obviously wasn't making him the, you know, the focal point mm-hmm. of players. in we see, Poss- you know, possibly there was an issue with Mahomes and maybe not trusting him early, and you know, they needed to build up sort of that they chemistry. Didn't have the chemistry for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you and I have said since about midseason, Jared, that if they're going to get this offense going, they need to give that kid the ball, and they and they have, and he's been he's been brilliant. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a great receiver next year for the Chiefs.
3: Absolutely, and on a rookie deal at that. Yeah, and uh, another
0: sparkling late-round pickup for the Chiefs at wide receiver in the draft. Tyreek Hill was the last one, actually, so maybe we don't say another, you know, because they've been pretty poor at it, except Tyreek uh, Hill.
3: And, and I mean, not any kind of dominant performance, but just more Isaiah Pacheco. I, I have absolutely no oh, complaints. Yeah, any absolutely. game where I get to watch Isaiah Pacheco, it's always a good day.
1: Hey, that's a game where you need a guy like Isaiah Pacheco to take 20 to 25 carries and just grind it out mm-hmm. and hold that lead in that freezing cold weather. You got exactly as advertised with him. Great performance. Unheralded mm-hmm. top performer of the day.
0: On the other side of the coin, let's talk a little bit about the Dolphins who uh, you know,
1: started their season
0: off hot. They uh they had a 95% chance of winning the AFC East only to fail to win the AFC East and then be eliminated in the playoffs in the first round. Ross, what were your thoughts on the Dolphins' season overall and their performance? I'm
2: I'm pretty sure that I said last week that I'm not expecting a team from South Florida to go into Kansas, where the weather was supposed to be terrible and play well in that type of environment. I'm pretty sure I said something along those lines last week, and it did prove to be true. And how, I mean, how even the Chiefs, even though they they live in the area, how anyone can play in those conditions – I don't know, but yeah, just the dolphins did what the dolphins have done all season. You know, they beat up on the good team, uh, sorry, they beat up on the bad teams, which is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to win those games to get you into the playoffs. But they just don't look like a team that's actually going to do anything when it comes to playing against those big teams. All right, they beat the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are famous for not winning big games, so I don't really take that much from that either. So, that yeah, the dolphin season, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, the dolphins. Everyone, you know, no one cares that you've got injuries, but. Everyone's got injuries at this time of year. But the Dolphins mm-hmm. have had a lot of injuries recently. In the last few weeks, they lost Jalen Phillips to the Turf Monster at MetLife again. And then they lost uh, Bradley Chubb a couple of weeks ago and that blow mm-hmm. against the Ravens. Again, no one cares. Everyone's got injuries. You just have to get on with it. But I think, you know, they're they're signing like Bruce Irvin and Houston and stuff off the street. The guys that haven't, you know, been on practice squads or whatever all season. It's it's so difficult to sort of, you know, incorporate them into your team and get them going so late into the year when you've lost two you know, two of the better pass rushers in the league. So um, I think Miami's season could have been a bit different and they maybe could have given the Chiefs a better game on um, on Saturday, for, you know, if they had a full-strength team. But I was pretty confident the Chiefs were going to win that. And they did, they did, you know, they did what was needed in the conditions and they played to the conditions. I think they did a really good job.
0: Understandable that you couldn't see how they could play in that cold to Ross from your island that is always like four to five degrees Celsius. Um, Dan... You wrote here about the Dolphins. It looks like you feel like they're a year away. Can you explain that thought process?
1: I mean, I kind of, it's not even that they're a year away. I think they're an up a significant upgrade on defense away. If they can make some significant upgrades on defense, I think that Tua is a good enough quarterback with the weapons that he has on offense and a, and a, at least above average, like top 10 defense, like even if it's the low top tens defense or, or like, you know, like eleven or twelve, somewhere around there, as opposed to I mean they gave up a lot of points this year, the Dolphins defense. There's no doubt about it.
0: Would it surprise think, you though to know they were a top ten defense in football? Points
1: and I think mean, yardage they were, but in points they were not. Um and unfortunately points are what win games.
0: So do you feel like that yards. in so addition to like, Jalen Ramsey and Bradley Chubb, they need more star power on defense? I
1: think they need a little more. Yeah. I think if they got a little more at David because they're not going to be in a spot where they can get a quarterback. Obviously, they're with Tua. Tua is their guy. Like that's it. It's unless they make a trade, Tua was the dude. So you may as well take what I think the weakest spot is. Is you know, obviously their scoring defensive output is not very good, and let's address that. Let's get an idea to keep more points off the board and make games more manageable for Tua, almost a la what San Francisco's doing or what Detroit's doing right now, and go with that formula because I think the Dolphins are more set up to do that, and they're more likely to win a couple AFC titles you know, doing that right now.
0: Final question on the Dolphins. Ross, do you think I'm obsessed with the
2: Dolphins? Yeah, you are. It's sickening. It? You're a bully. Okay.
1: See, I grew up around here, so I understand Jets fans hating the Dolphins. It just makes complete sense to me.
3: Thank you, Dan. Uh, right. Jared? Uh, you know who else was a straight failure in the cold on Sunday? Sunday. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, helmet.
1: That was freaking wild. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I've never seen
3: that. That's how you know it was that cold when something designed to be that solid under, I mean, direct hits constantly fails like that. Now, question, because Matt, I know you're you're very keen on rules and stuff like that. There were some people who were very upset that Kansas City was not charged a timeout for the helmet swap for that kind of, i that because they had to swap the helmet and stuff like that the Kansas City should have had to use a timeout because of the stop and play they the referee stopped the clock there was no timeout there was no nothing like that i yeah. agree i think that's extenuating circumstances like how often have you ever seen a helmet fail like that but there were some people in certain places that felt that they should have been charged a timeout or something of that nature. I think definitely if they had been charged
0: a timeout there the Miami Dolphins would have scored more than 7 points in one. Um, <laughs> on a side note from that I did read somewhere where the refs have discretion when it comes to equipment malfunctions like that um okay. as far as that sort of thing and it's not like at all out of the ordinary. I I don't have it in front of me but it was a good exp- it was a good explainer of it. Um, and that people are just grasping for straws because, uh, they're sad. And as dolphin
3: fans should be.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, let's talk about the dolphins a little bit, since I'm obsessed, um, the dolphin, you the are Jets, like a the Jets, X.
3: yeah,
0: I mean, so it's, it's been a weird 20 years because the jets, obviously we've hated the Patriots more because the Patriots have run the AFC East, but the Bills are running the AFC East, but we're back to hating the Dolphins more than any other team. And that's, I mean, to explain that, people from New York retire to Florida. So there's a lot of, like, you know, interchangeability between those two states. And there's just been, for my entire life, the Dolphins have been the most hated team. They celebrate our right. losses. We celebrate their losses. It's all well and good. Um, the Dolphins... The Jets are the owners of the longest playoff drought in the NFL. They haven't made the playoffs since 2010, 2011. The Dolphins, though, are after the Lions win, which we'll talk about next. The Dolphins are the owners of the longest playoff win drought. So they haven't won a playoff game since 2000. To put that in perspective, the Jets have the longest drought from the playoffs, but have still won six playoff games since Miami's last playoff win.
1: And Dan Marino was the quarterback, I believe, of the Dolphins in mm. the playoff win. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, um, is out, yeah. Dan. I believe yeah. that was. I believe that was right after they lost Snowflake, and uh, <laughs> you know they had to hire some detective to get him back. Um,
1: Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> is imagine? You
0: must seem like the dolphin. Imagine that movie is like the only cultural relevance for your franchise. Uh, anyway, on that note, I think we can move on.
1: Uh, no, that's not true. The Dolphins are heavily featured in Ballers, dude.
0: Yeah, but who watched that show?
1: That was a good show, man. I like Ballers.
0: Yeah, it's probably about the same amount of people who saw the Entourage movie.
1: There was an Hansara. You know, back. yeah, it was dog shit. <laughs> 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 That's good shit. I, mean, Matt, I understand what Matt's saying too about Jets, Dolphins, because you know, historically it's been the big ride. You know, when Marino was playing in the eighties, the Jets and Dolphins were both good teams in the eighties. And you know, I think they met in an AFC title game in the eighties at one point, also. You know, and the Pats were, you know, the bats were very up and down in the eighties and in the early nineties until the, until they drafted Bledsoe. They were pretty brutal. Um, and obviously the Bills dominated in the late eighties and early nineties and they kinda just ran that division. Like the Jets really weren't good then, the Dolphins were kind of okay, you know. The AFC in of, general the, when the, the Bills were, were de- kind of the Steelers then.
0: <laughs> do you think uh do you think we overcredit those early nineties Bills teams? I mean it's amazing because there's a lot of luck involved with making a Super Bowl, so to make four straight, but the AFC was shitty then. Right. It was a really
1: bad they were they were on they were like the only team that could compete with the NFC teams and they did compete in one
0: you know, I think the won, first one
1: they competed in the second Dallas Super Bowl that was I think that was a closer game I think Dallas kind of pulled away in the end type of one the first Dallas Super Bowl was a massacre and and Washington one they were definitely were uh, I think that was another one where they kind of got some garbage points at the end there
2: was one Super Bowl where they missed some kicks oh
1: yeah it was beautiful. Thing. It's oh, beautiful! That's actually my first. You know, that season is my first like football memory. Ross, like I remember, like being a little kid sitting in front of the TV, just watching the kick go wide right, and then celebrating with my friends in kindergarten the next day. It was like my earliest football memory. I also remember Sims getting hurt that year. That night, that season was magical for me, it's just, which was solidifying my love of the New York Giants.
3: Laces out. You know, i i I thought, I thought maybe. You had some sort of weird love story with the Dolphins, but it seems like you just have bad blood. So you really need to shake it off. Okay, let's move on. Nice.
0: Um,
3: what game should we hit on next, boys? Do you want to do Eagles? Ooh, you want? To- I know which one we should do. Yeah, let's let's go into a little story about how they need to cry. Eagles cry. You're as close to trash can be.
1: Sigh, Eagle sigh. Blow to big games. One, two,
3: three.
0: Well, let's talk oh, about God. let's talk about the downfall that started. And the real life lesson is don't cry during the national anthem at the Super Bowl because A, you look fucking stupid. But B, um, it will begin your downfall and eventual year long
3: demise to this point. Uh don't let your dumb, useless, irrelevant security guard start fights with on field players. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: this is let's this see. is this is my biggest point. So, Jared, do you want to rant? Because I'm going to get really into Sirianni and the Eagles. Is all, right, so, all right, let's just yeah, let's, let's go, universe, go with let's yeah. get only Jared The other comment
3: first. I had was: only other comment I had was, um, as the opposing team, don't after you win, flip off and tell off and and shout comments at the other team's fans, because if you look at it from the point when they beat the Chiefs. And started talking. He started talking shit to all the Chiefs fans watching. From there, it just tanked. Right after that, so maybe when you come and play the Chiefs, maybe keep your mouth shut. That's all.
0: Hey, don't talk about fucking Dom. Hey, don't talk about Dom like that. All right. Oh, that's I'm still New England. I'm doing. now
1: it's hard uh dig, dig, dog. i can't do affiliates I've hey never done my, a i'm never gonna try hey
0: my brother knows uh dom the security guard over at uh the eagles game because
1: uh, they do it good that was a good yeah, one Hogan's it's hard yeah.
0: they, you have to channel you have it to channel was... like a seven-year-old because they they almost talk like <laughs> like they never figured out when you have kids um a lot of times they do their ths as a d and then like eventually like a normal person they work that out and they just start using ths people from philly sound like they just did their ths as a d water. and then just like yeah. never water. Moved down from there yeah we got wooter
1: glass of water
3: and then and then they can't say the word phone or home phone, phone. It's phone and home and there's like a ou in the i don't
1: So when it almost sounds like a Southern California Valley accent.
3: So
0: I won't get too deep into my wife's medical stuff for 20 listeners, but like we were in Delaware visiting and they have the same accent in Delaware and Maryland, basically. And um we had to take Kendra to like a standing ER and they did a ultrasound on her and found gallbladder stones. And basically I again 20 listeners, so we're fine. But uh she won't, she doesn't listen, trust me. Um she said she hears enough of me at home uh basically she was like the woman comes in and she's like
1: oh (laughs) the woman comes in and
0: she's just like oh honey i don't know how to tell you this you got some stones they're in your gallbladder um and we were just like she was in quite a bit of pain but she was like dying laughing because the woman was just like going on and on she's like oh yeah my brother had some stones and you know and you know, he had to get his gallbladder out. And, you know, my sister, you know, she had some stones once, too. And
1: <laughs> I think all of Philly's got gallstones right now after watching the Eagles. Yeah, Nick
0: Sirianni gave them all gallstones.
1: Yeah, it, it, here's, I think there's something to be said about Nick Sirianni and and right now and his job security. Because, you know, most important thing a head coach has to do is make good hires and run the organization effectively. He had an issue with a security guard putting his hands on a player this year. That goes back to you. You made really bad coordinator hires. Why is Matt Patricia getting a major job in the NFL? That's stupid. At least he's not wearing his hat backwards anymore. At least he wears it frontwards like a normal fucking human being and not like a 12-year-old. Damn, I thought I had a hat handy too. Yeah, Yeah. freaking uh, Ross doesn't know that Ross. That's a long-standing thing. My hatred of Matt Patricia and his back and how he wears a how he used to wear a backwards hat when he was the head coach of the Lions. I thought it was never just
2: understood a why he has thing. put a pencil in his head when he's got a plastic sheet in front of him as well. An asshole? Never that's understood why. that. Okay, that's what's why. The, what, what's the pencil going to do on a piece of plastic? But anyway, carry on. This is another
1: Belichick wannabe that's just an asshole and, and not a winner like Belichick because he's not as good a defensive schemer, and he, you know, as Belichick is. End of discussion. You know, so and the Eagles on offense I mean, the biggest thing was, was Shane Shane Steichen was gone and Shane Steichen was undoubtedly <laughs> nice. <laughs> Matt just put a picture of Big Dom up on his backdrop. Big Dom up. <laughs> and it's
0: like he's watching over me.
1: Oh, yeah, he really is. He's like he's like the guardian <laughs> angel of the Eagles. It's ridiculous. Only the Eagles would have a story like this. Only is This is, this, is this a situation that could only happen to the Philadelphia Eagles Yeah, It's That's very true. true. Only Big, Big Dom can only exist there. It's pretty great. He's going to have a statue next to Rocky and another statue of people who aren't athletes that have statues in Philadelphia. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Oh, it won't fit. So so anyway, this was my favorite picture of him. Anyway, move on, moving I, on. Let me stop I being distracted. It looks hideous. Um. But anyway, losing Shane Steichen was big. Um. The offense got very boring. It got very bland. And defense is figured out. And it's funny because you always, Matt, you like to say that the Jets broke the Eagles. I think the Jets kind of did show the formula of beating the Eagles with that, with with how they handled them. And teams kind of figured them out by the end of the season. And as long as you don't give them a goal line, you know, <laughs> give them the ball on the two yard line, you have a good chance of – Holding them to no points.
0: How unbelievable was that though, that they stopped the tush push right at the one yard line on that two-point conversion. That really set the tone for the game last night for the Bucks, if you ask Oh my you. god. And they tried awesome. to they
3: tried to rip Hertz's head off, and I loved it. Oh yeah, and fucking loved it. Sirianni, you
0: know, too. Siriani too looks so smug after that penalty where he's like, send him out there, send him out there. And then yeah. Doing some work. Yeah, cries. they barely
3: even had a second to throw the flag,
2: and he's like, two, two, two. Should have just kicked. Should have re-kicked the the Bucks. The the Bucks are the only team that managed to stop that play twice. Twice, yeah, yeah. No one else. No one else has managed it.
0: No, I mean it's an unbelievable advantage for the Eagles. Ross, do you think? um, Is there like a English version of Nick Sirianni who would cry when they hear "God Save the Queen" or I guess King now?
2: No, we don't really have that many bitches over here, so it's just just (laughs) something for Sirianni, I think.
3: (laughs) God Almighty. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, other than that, Baker Mayfield, uh, unbelievable performance, boy, three babe, touchdowns could... with the broken ribs and the and the ankle injury and all baddest that stuff.
1: man on the planet right now. Yeah.
0: I saw somebody write up that Baker Mayfield delivers on everything Johnny Manziel never did at the NFL just, level.
1: Just accept it, wow. Jared. Just accept it, Jared. Baker is the baddest man on the planet right now after that performance last night. Just accept it. Which is all there is to it. And I'm telling you right now that I, I feel so bad for the Lions because that's the team I don't want to play right now. I'd actually rather play the Niners right now in the Bucks. I'm dead-ass serious, mm. man. Dude, the, I don't Bucks, know if like, I could there's agree something, with that one. There's, dude, there's something, there's, something up, there's something up with this team, man. I'm telling you. There's something with that team.
0: All right. Well, Dan's feeling the vibes. Dan's got a good vibes check, so I'll give him that. I, I'll never forget that uh, before that 2012 game against Green Bay – you were very uh, Giants, Green Bay Packers when the Giants went into Lambeau and the Packers. They hadn't, I think they'd lost one game all season and the Giants beat them in the, the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Dan, I have never met somebody more confident than Dan was before that game. You were so <laughs> fucking sure that the Giants were going to win that game. And Once they won
1: that first game in and that, in that second Super Bowl run, I knew that was it. I was like, that's it. That's it. It's the same exact, the same exact way it started last time.
0: But we're not talking about, because that game started off amazing for the Giants. Like, you knew within 15 minutes that it was going to be like, the Giants were actually going for it and they might win this game. But it was like hours and hours before you were feeling those vibes. So oh, yeah. I'll give your, I'll give your vibe gut credit on that, because yeah. I thought you were crazy.
1: I see Baker say he just, I just just feel like there's this Joe Flacco running him coming right now.
0: All right. A couple more to hit on. Uh, Let's uh, just go with your guys. You got NFC East fans that aren't uh, Eagles or Cowboys fans had a great weekend. Packers 48, Cowboys 32. Uh, This one was not even close. The Cowboys made it seem a little more respectable late, but uh, Jordan Love absolutely just rolled over Dallas in a place where Dallas, I
3: mean, Dallas had been very good at home. So I have a question just given watching that game where they absolutely made Dallas look like it was the Washington defense and watching the Green Bay, Kansas city game. Is it me or does Jordan love throw better off balance than he does? If he gets a stand in the pocket and throw Rogers like his throw
1: where he's always falling it, backwards. Yep. Yeah. Rogers prime seems- Rogers. That's like vintage prime Rogers.
3: Yeah. yeah, But it seems like that's conducive to him throwing better than when he can actually stand in the pocket and fight Like, when he's falling back, just slinging it, it he means, seems to throw better.
1: That means he's overthinking in the pocket, most likely. And he's just, like, not just acting on instinct. When you're on the run like that, it's like, oh, shit, someone's open, let me throw it, bam, because I don't want to get sacked, or, you know... and that. You just think on instinct more when you're doing that. So I would think that's just him... Having to grow into his his role as a quarterback and you know as a veteran, I think looks like he's. I I think my I I think after there was one, I think it was after the Giants game. I said I think I think Jordan Love's gonna be good. He's not like great, but I think he's gonna be a good quarterback. And then all of a sudden, like that was like his wake up call that Giants loss, I feel. Who I think he's been, he's been a different quarterback since that game.
0: Who sold their soul for that franchise to get three
2: straight elite quarterbacks? It's insane. Somebody. it's, it's they fucking have, stupid that is that is the dream of any nfl team yep. is to just go from one to the next to the next and no one ever does it because it's, it's, it's near impossible. the patriots yeah, it's, fans all still think they're going to do it, it
0: but it's nearly impossible and now they're going to do it again yeah. in green bay so if if the trend is anything to be watched next year the packers will win the super bowl and then they'll never sniff another one for the decade after
2: but if you get if you if you draft a franchise yeah, quarterback, right. you know like that. If you get one Super Bowl out of your quarterback and you get fifteen years, is that considered a success? I, I yes, think yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. You. Pl- the whole point but is I, to win think, a Super. It's why criticism p- has always been on Rogers is that he didn't that he should have won more than just that one. But yeah, I think if you Bowl draft hard. a quarterback and you get fifteen years. You know, a lot of success, playoff appearances in one Super. I think that's, I Listen, think that's pretty successful. The there other thing you have to,
1: be to... Said for watching meaningful, meaningful football games for fifteen years straight. There's something yep. to be said for that. And
0: yeah. I just thought the Packers could take a little fucking time off of it. But anyway, um, like the Patriots fans are going to have to do. But anyway, um, the thing with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers for me is whenever they gave him a top ten defense or even a top five defense, they made a deep playoff run or won the Super Bowl. But almost every other year, that defense was like the 20th or worse defense. So a lot of that goes into it, too. Brady always had a top five defense to work with. Always. Always. Um, Always. Always. Uh, Always. Browns, Texans. That was uh, a Bon
1: Jovi reference. That was Bon Jovi
0: browns 14 texans 45 we're just moving right along uh this was a hot pick for a lot of people were picking the browns in this one and the texans just made everybody who picked the browns look silly ross what were your thoughts on this game
2: yeah i was one of those idiots that also picked the browns i kind of bought into the whole (laughs) joe flacco thing but i think as well if you look at the list and i i I should have had this list ready but the list of rookie quarterbacks that have won their first playoff game is there's about five or six of them
0: mike sanchez is on there
2: yeah all right no one cares it's a really short list, and there's not many people on it. And then we've had two quarterbacks do it in the space of one weekend. Well, I mean, it's not really Jordan loves first, but you know it's his first. It's not his rookie season, but he's playing his first playoff game. But to win that, yeah, to do that was incredible. I mean, he is, and he is so fun to watch as well. And it's crazy looking at. You know, you remember the draft, and the Panthers took Bryce Young first, and then Stroud was second. It's like, are they even going to take a quarterback? Then they did that big trade up with the Cardinals to get. Um, that pick at number three, and they took Will Anderson, and they they got so heavily criticised for giving away their pick in this this year's draft to the Cardinals, and then but they've already had the Browns' pick, but they're now going to pick higher with the Browns' pick than they would have done with their own pick if they'd have kept it. It's incredible what they've done, and how like, Nico, Nico Collins has been in the league for what three or four years now, been an absolute nobody, and now all of a sudden he's you know twelve hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns, what you know whatever it was. He was brilliant. He was absolutely yeah. amazing. You know they've got Don Shorts. who's playing really well. He's caught a lot. Singletary's come over there. You thought it was just going to be sort of yeah you know, like a one year deal just to fill in for a little bit. He's been he's been fantastic, but it's all it's all led by CJ Stroud, yeah, he's and he's been dude. so so fun to watch. And I think yeah to the have dude. that. But the, what's what's really cool about the Texans is they've got all the cornerstones that any franchise wants. They've got a young head coach who seems to know what he's doing. They've got, a rookie, they've got a rookie quarterback who looks like he knows definitely what he's doing. They've got a great left tackle. They've got some decent receivers and they've got a good corner. They've got all the cornerstones and they could, you know, I'm not saying they're going to make any Super Bowl run this year, but they could be a good team definitely for the next few years. And I'm, I'm so impressed watching Stroud. And I think it was, yeah, I was really glad to see them turn over the Browns like that because this Browns defense was supposed to be the best in the league by, you know, a couple of different metrics. And, Stroud just didn't care. He just went out there and he did not care. And he was, yeah, it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I would say too, um, they really, the Texans in their rebuild really haven't put a foot wrong. Um, You know, obviously getting Stroud number two is pretty lucky because we, as we've talked about quarterbacks, it's all just, uh, you know, it's like Russian roulette, but um, similar, similar percentages too. But the only thing they've really done wrong was taking Stingley over Sauce. Otherwise they've, uh, you know, They've been pretty damn good with their rebuild. Um, yeah, Mark Sanchez, road playoff win. Uh, so he's got that on CJ Stroud at least. Um, other than that, I don't have too many thoughts on this game. Well, I can that's kick gonna
1: change. That's gonna change this weekend, unfortunately. You um, think they're gonna win? Absolutely.
0: All right, let's cover. Let's cover the final and, in my opinion, best game of the weekend: Rams twenty-three, Lions twenty-four. Matt Stafford returning with the Rams to his first home playoff I tried to see it anyway first home playoff game so what you at, did there at Detroit, at Detroit that Detroit's hosted in what since the nineties nineteen ninety
1: two the nineteen ninety two NFC title game
0: ninety two Matt Stafford's first playoff game in Detroit because you know their only games were ever on the road They had that crazy game against uh, the Saints. Anyway, we don't need to go too into that. That's the vibes I got early on this one. I don't know if you guys remember it, but basically the Lions went to New Orleans and just... It was just the classic. Neither defense made a single stop the entire game, and whoever had the ball last was going to win. And Drew Brees, of course, had the ball last, and that was it. But, yeah. Yeah what a moment i mean i got goosebumps watching this that was great the lions came out golf came out hot they scored a lot of points in the first half and really did their best to put the game away but stafford's just a tough motherfucker and he really hung on made a couple of amazing throws and uh ultimately though dan campbell just went for it you know they could have run out the clock and given the ball back to The Rams with a minute 20 left, which wouldn't have been much and no timeouts, just needing a field goal. And instead, Dan Campbell took a risk and they threw it and got a first down to ice that game. This is my favorite game of the weekend. What did you guys think?
1: Yeah, undoubtedly the best game uh, of the weekend. Yeah, it was only one that was Dan- close for a start.
3: Well, yeah. Right. There's that too. Dan Campbell has that team firing in all kinds of ways. And I, I would agree with uh NFL network, uh Good Morning Football, that's what it is, was reviewing their their early season picks. And uh Jamie Ardol had, had picked Dan Campbell as coach of the year. I could see it because I mean that's a that's a franchise that like you think of losing franchises, and that's one of the first teams that immediately comes to mind. Them and, and the Browns. The and then the Jets, yes. But no, we're the, right there. The line, my roommate in yeah, college, was, my Browns roommate in college were...
0: was a Lions fan, and you know, I I am ecstatic for him. We both cheered for each other's teams
3: for the most part throughout college, things like that. So, um, yeah, and yeah. so for him to take that franchise from the hot dumpster fire pile of garbage that Philadelphia is sorry, the hot dumpster fire pile of garbage that they were to what they are now, and how that team is gelling and. I mean, not not really using like you're not using these big names that had already been established. So I, I I think he's got coach of the year, regardless of how this week plays out. I I think he's just done great things with that team, and that's they're dangerous in the playoffs. Oh that defense is good and you know, they didn't get too many stops, but a lot of that goes down
0: more to the Rams offense.
1: So to get back to how like historic this is for the Lions and like our and for their franchise and what it could be. One, if the Packers find a way to upset the 49ers, which I don't think they will, but if they did and the Lions win that game against the Bucks, the NFC title game would be in Detroit against the Packers. That would be a massive, massive, massive play for them. Massive thing for the NFL. It'd be great ratings. Um, just that's on the plate, but also going back to how long it's been since the lions won a playoff game um meme came across my way the this uh that game what was it, on sunday was it sunday right is the first yeah. time yeah. ever a text message has been sent about the lions winning a playoff game in the history that's hilarious. of forever that's awesome. history of forever <laughs>
2: that's wild
1: and, um, yeah. Did you guys see the, um, good for the locker, the, room, good for you guys the locker room stuff as well
2: with Campbell? Yes. Yeah, I mean it was. I don't know. Have you seen it, Dan, in the in the locker room with Campbell afterwards? But I mean, no, I It was. I it was, it's, it was uh, you, it's a two minute clip. I'll find it for you, Dan. I'll send it to you. It's it's only two minutes long, and it's a, a quick bit from Campbell, a quick bit from Brad Holmes, the GMs after Campbell gives him a game ball. But even as I'm not a Lions fan, I'm watching it's giving me goosebumps. And then at the end, he says, oh, "I've got one more." And he just turns around to Jared Goff and he says, Jared Goff, you're good enough for Detroit. And he gives him the ball and then the whole place just goes crazy. And it's it's just, yeah, it's, it's so, it's honestly, it's so, so cool. It's the turnaround on the calendar has been, yeah. It's been fantastic to watch. I love it.
0: It's been cool watching to the clips from their hard knocks last season, get spread around. Like Campbell had that one where right at the beginning of, you know, uh, OTAs or whatever, he put them in pads and you're only allowed under the union, under the contracts to do that every so often. And he was like, I'm not wanting to risk injury to you guys, but we need to practice with pads on and we need to start early. And I wouldn't do this if I didn't think it was worth the, you know, and it was just, you could see the passion in him too. And the players were buying. Well, into Campbell's
2: that. out there on the field doing up downs with the rest of the team. Like he's, he's part of it.
0: Yeah. He's just, yeah. I mean, we all made fun of him when he went in there for his press conference. And I, I mean, Ross, I didn't know you yet at that point, but when he was talking about biting kneecaps or things like that, but mm. now who's laughing now? because uh oh, right. you know jets hired robert sala at the same time and wow fucking hey robert sala was the hot coaching hire and dan campbell was. was thought of as like the afterthought and now who's laughing uh it yeah, goes to it show like you what
2: Sala's going to do is tickle your kneecap until you look nice
0: <laughs> He might brush he might brush his teeth and then you know smile at your kneecap um or whatever uh it
3: A. just got weird
0: yeah, it just funny. got. He so it. It's because he did a Colgate commercial. Didn't you see that in the Jets Dolphins game right after the Hell Mary? It was like Hell Mary touchdown. Jets go into the half having given up a touchdown on a pick six, and then um, it goes. It cuts fucking straight away to a Robert Sala Colgate commercial, and it's just like the worst shit. It's like it's like when it's like when it's almost. Never mind. I'm not going to say
3: this out loud because um, it's not. Uh, I'll tell you guys later. When the Um, Chiefs are getting utterly embarrassed and then there's an immediate Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid State Farm commercial right after. When did the Chiefs get really utterly embarrassed? It's very little. Um, Losing to the Broncos.
0: We're off the rails now. Uh, Predictions for next weekend. Texans, Ravens.
2: Texans. Let's go. Ravens. It it depends how the Ravens come out. If the Ravens come out rusty early, then I think they'll do what they've done in the playoffs before when they've rested. We discussed this last week, but they – Rested a lot of players in week 18, had a week off with a buy, and then came out really rusty. I'm pretty sure it was against the Titans and Derek Henry run all over them. I'm not saying Singletary is going to do the same, but I'm, it should be the Ravens. But if they come out, if they're not ready, if they come out slightly rusty, then Stroud will throw all over them. And I quite like the Ravens. I quite like watching them. I think they've, their defence has been so fun to watch all year. But um, yeah, I would not be surprised if Stroud puts up some numbers on them though. Yeah,
1: I, I, I can could... Yeah, Chiefs lights going down.
0: Jared's Ravens, Dan's Ravens, I'm Ravens. Ross Texans, no, all right. Oh, you're not no, Ravens? I'm, I'm Texans, oh. dude. Okay. I'm Texans so we're older. split. Uh Packers, 49ers. I'm going 49ers. Same. Niners.
2: Yeah. Ross? No, let's go. Packers. Go Packers. Okay. Oh.
0: Contrarian. You're like the classroom libertarian. Yeah, um, I'm just so bored
2: of the 49ers, and I think it'd be fun to watch. <laughs> I think it'd be more fun to watch the Packers.
1: So you think it'd be fun if they won, or you actually think they're going to win? <laughs> no, let's just let's not
2: get into let's not get into specifics.
1: Let's... Wow, going on vibes. No, you're it's, not standing. So, so the Packers, so the Packers are, are are definitely Ross's vibes pick, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, let's go. So with that's that. a respectable vibes pick after dismantling Dallas down in Jerry World.
0: Ross is a big fan of 12. Um, Bucks Lions.
1: I'm going with
0: lines.
3: Audio medium. I'm going with lines. I'm on the Lions train. I,
0: I
1: am. Just take, I just take the over and not pick the game? <laughs> yeah, you oh, gotta. Well, no, you gotta.
2: You can't. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Ross. Dan, last week you were all over the Bucks. Off they just it's cowardly the fences, nine to nil. You just went you with the vi- you now. just
0: you just anointed Baker as your vibes king you can't jump off the
1: Lions, man man. that's my other vibes team that sucks it's like both my vibes teams are like coming at each other Lions, my vibes team for two years you know that oh this is terrible this is like a worst case scenario for like vibes teams like like this sucks you don't want either of these teams to lose uh uh, the fucking lions are probably gonna blow it the bucks will win
0: chief spills oh wait i didn't pick one Lions. uh chief spills jared
3: so i have to ask the question that's been asked like, I mean, we know that the offense has been struggling, and the Chiefs' defense has been killing it. Do you think they could make it through the playoffs? Do you think they could ride the D?
1: I think it's Josh Allen. Bills winning.
3: Sorry, I, that that video clip. I have it's watched that video <laughs> clip. <laughs> I have watched that video clip a, an immature teenager number of times. And it is he's never
2: see MJD's face and he just uh, hit the pull. And then he the looks point. at him like pause. Oh,
3: um here's the thing. I will not openly root against my team ever, 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 ever. Um, if Rasheed Rice can be as much of a factor in that game as he was in the last game, and if Pacheco can get the ball as much as humanly possible. And maybe if Travis Kelsey could wipe the butter off his gloves. um, I, I think either way, I want that game to live up to the excitement from 2021. That's what I need. I need another match up like 2021. Because yeah, that, that game can- was arguably the best football game I've ever watched. life. I'm in my sure way.
1: the refs will give it to us. I'm sure they will.
0: You need that Kelsey <laughs> brother to get the uh, butter off his gloves. <laughs>
3: I really I would love for him to play one season with the Chiefs, but the Chiefs don't need a new center, but God that would be fun. Anyway, uh I, I'm I'm concerned about the game, but I'm going to stand firm on if the Chiefs can meet those criteria listed. I think the Chiefs are taking it. I
0: will
1: not right, force so you to make no, a oh, pick. Time out, time oh, out. oh, Oh, you're, you're gonna, gonna force no, no, him to make a pick then. No, no, I'm gonna force him to I'm not letting me get away with that. You can't say if they do it. You have to tell me if they will do it. <laughs> like you have to you gotta call it. Come on. Will yeah, like when I it? called I, that the Jets would win the Super rise, Bowl the and then a few days later to Rodgers tore his Achilles. Will he be the factor he needs to be so the Chiefs can win this wow. game? Because they're not winning this game if he's not the factor he used to be. You're hundred percent right. Will he do it?
3: Timeout pause. Matt, do we always have to bring it back to the Jets? Yes. Sorry, I couldn't resist that one. Um, I'm the fucking host. So, yes, we know the gentle voice in our soothing ears. So, I will. Yes, I, I looking historically back through the entire season, because Richie Rice's workload has increased the way it has, and the fact that Pacheco not giving Pacheco the ball is is just criminal. Um, I think it demonstrated itself. So, yes, I think they are going to do that. And the chiefs are going to make it a hell of a game and squeak out a win at the very end.
1: All
2: right. That's
1: what I want to hear.
2: Well, I picked, I picked the bills at the start of the season. On the oh, show yes, and said that. That they were going yeah. to go to the Super Bowl. So I have to pick the bills, even though I might think the chiefs might win, but yeah, go bills. Dan.
1: Definitely the bills. Taking the bills. I like the bills. Um, Pretty sure the Bills are going to win the AFC.
0: I also have to stick with my um my prediction of not only would the Bills win the AFC East, but then I said they would slingshots to the Super Bowl and then lose there. So I also, yeah, and I also I, said in the
1: begin- I also said like when the Bills, when when people thought the wheels were coming off in Buffalo in the middle of the season, I remember saying like or even that was me, Hi. When the Dolph- yeah, It's even, me. Even I'm when- the problem. Yeah, it's it's me. Okay, Jared. Okay, Jared. <laughs> or even when like the Dolphins started hot. I remember my exact thing was, at like, the end of the day, I think the Bills are just the better team, and they're going to and they're going to prevail over all these other teams. And look at that. The Bills, the better team, are prevailing over all these other they teams. They are
0: the better now. team, and they um, – we don't need to go – I think they're better than the Chiefs
1: this year. And I think they're better than the Chiefs this year. That's just all there is to it.
0: I think so, too. Um, did you see the meme of uh, – they were saying it was like Taylor Swift walking into the nicest hotel in Buffalo, and it was that photo of Hillary Clinton walking into that tiny apartment in New York where, like, the snobbiness is just – and, you know, I'm a big Hill dog fan, but the snobbiness is still just like pouring out of her. Walking. <laughs> you should look it up. It's funny. It's a funny picture of Hillary to begin with, because it's just like sometimes rich people just can't hide it. Um, well, that's all the predictions for this. Um, do we want to do a little fun? We have a few minutes. We could talk about some footy. We could uh, go a little conference championship predictions. I think we should just go week by week, though, on this. And uh, yeah. I know Dan wanted to make a few excuses for uh, Tottenham, so we can give him a minute to that. Yeah,
3: head I coaching. Mean, uh, was... how, how do we talk football and
0: not talk about
1: the I, head you know, coaching? Yeah, you know, real, I'll be real quick with Tottenham. Hey, draw, weak team, went up to Old Trafford, which is a weak Old Trafford. There was like nobody was there. United fans are weak right now. And they have no interest in this team uh, as it stands. Anyway, um, they went up there. They're down, Sun. They're down a lot. I mean, there's just no one on the bench, and they went and they got two goals when they needed to get two goals on the road and get a good and they got a good point on the road. So that's that was a long show. It was the toughest performance, one of the tougher performances they've had this year. They actually looked like a tough team that didn't like actually just kind of you know cave at the end like they've been doing. Like we you were think, talking about last week.
0: You think that has something to do with Sun being not there?
1: No, I'm just kidding. because um, Sun's usually out by now. He hasn't usually. 90 he's usually out by like the 70th minute. that's
0: true um on a side note if we're talking about Manchester United did you see that uh Sir Jim Ratcliffe I can't believe it. I fucking hate when I accidentally say sir um they they have too many like sirs associated with that club you get, you get one you get one sir you get Sir Alex Ferguson that's it um did you see the um he put he put out a list of like the players they're looking for and it was just like striker in parentheses equivalent with Harry Kane like it's just like it's like yeah we'd love to if we could just you know these are the four players we want we just need a you know top striker in the world uh midfielder and it was just like
1: kevin de bruyne he's gonna come just, over from manchester city the wording
0: <laughs> of it was so funny like striker parentheses on the level of harry kane good luck, yeah, it's not man. a bad idea no we should west ham should put that on their list too
1: yeah i mean harry kane why, gonna... why isn't every club doing that
0: yeah why aren't we all just finding a striker on the level of I mean, harry listen, kane
1: if, if Bayern win the Champions League this year, Harry Kane will probably have nothing left to accom- be accomplished in Germany already. He'll have won the domestic league. He'll have won the Champions League. He'll probably break the goal-scoring record over there. Like, what else does he need to do? He'll do it all in one season and then come back to Spurs and help us win the league next year. It'll be great. Do
0: you think he enjoyed having uh, Christmas off? Probably. probably. Leverkusen yeah. are still in first place, Dan, so don't uh, count it out. It would be absolutely hilarious if Spurs... I mean Bayern, uh, Bayern uh, East lose Bayern the champion. Bayern East, or sorry, <laughs> goddamn it, I'm fucking it up. Spurs <laughs> yeah, East,
2: no, no, all right? Spurs if I, oh, yeah, Spurs
0: yeah, East you know, lose the you know, Champions you know, League and finish it.
2: second. I mean, it would Champions be funny versus... if the Granite xhaka led by a Leverkusen team beat. Bayern <laughs> <well>. yes,
1: <laughs> what a disgusting
2: concept to think about!
1: Awful. No need to bring his disgusting name. Who's so Arsenal really would
2: come back to hold Tottenham again. again?
1: He should be banned just because his name starts with... What
2: is the
0: German word for St. Tottenham's Day?
1: (laughs) St. Tottenham's Day? Uh, Saint is the same, I know. Tottenham's probably... St. Tottenham's Tag. That's what it would be.
0: St. Tottenham's Tag. That's what's... uh, That's what's going to happen. Leverkusen's going to win the league. Byron's going to lose in the round of 16 at the Champions League, and Harry Kane's going to break the record, up, but yeah. Captain Jared Jack is going to lift it up. Harry Kane will break the goal-scoring record, though, and everything will just be as it has always been. Yeah,
1: St. <laughs> Tottenham's tog is probably happening, uh, but I do want to go back to Jared. Jared, because um, yes. I don't have much more to say about Tottenham. That's that's long and short of it. Um, we're do you think you see a team like the Cowboys and the Eagles fired our coaches and tried to get a Belichick or a Harbaugh? So, or Belichick I or don't. I don't. See I shouldn't say uh, there's only one of them. That's silly. Yes, there are I, two. I
3: hate, but there's only one available.
1: Right. I hate when the,
3: the radio station, like the sports radio stations, do that. But anyway, that's a personal thing. Um, I don't think the Cowboys fire McCarthy. I don't know why, because someone brought it to my attention. Jerry Jones is very fickle like that. So would it be shocking? No, but I also don't think he's going to fire Mike McCarthy. Um, I think the venomous piss bags that are Philly fans um, are going to force Philadelphia ownership to fire Nick Sirianni. I could... If it came up on the bottom scroll of NFL Network right now that Nick Sirianni was fired, I would not be shocked in the slightest—not one bit. So let me tell you I what's going to happen. More, I was more surprised by Mike Vrabel being fired than I would be by Nick Sirianni. Good, what's going to happen? <laughs> so, um, pa- I know
0: the Patriots fucked up because they had Mike Vrabel right there available and they decided to hire yep. Gerard Mayo. So that's fuck-up number one. I'm ecstatic about that, that fuck-up. Um, I said this two weeks ago. As soon as Philly gets knocked out of the playoffs, Sirianni's going to get fired. And not two weeks ago, whenever they fired Vrabel. Anyway, very disjointed thought all of a sudden. Whenever Vrabel bleh, was fired, Vrabel. Sirianni is going to get replaced with Vrabel. And that's going to be like literally the perfect hire for that Philadelphia team. Yeah,
3: and that's why I don't think they're going to hire Vrabel. Because it's so perfect, I think Philly manages to always fuck something up. And that's gonna be what they fuck up.
2: As a Giants fan, <laughs> I hope Frabel doesn't go to Philadelphia. I like Because that. Yeah, that would be bad for you guys.
3: Yeah. Did
0: you see I think, uh, so I think
2: the logic behind but I think the logic behind what you guys have said makes a lot of sense. I just hate it.
0: Did you see the Eagle uh guy tweeted out Danny Heifetz? The Eagles game plan is a reminder that last year, Philly's plan A was signing Al Robinson and trading for Russell Wilson. They couldn't, so they went with plan B, trading for AJ Brown and signing Jalen Hurts. Sometimes smart teams get lucky. Then they hire Matt Patricia.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) So I'm going over this uh, article from four days ago on sportsillustrated.com, si.com, and just kind of going over each of the vacancies. Who, you know, it goes over like quality rankings and stuff like that. And then it talks about possible candidates and the most likely candidate. And I was shocked to see when it got to the Raiders, how Antonio Pierce was not the number one candidate for the Raiders. How anyone thinks that he would not be the top candidate for that team baffles me. Because I think what he was able to accomplish in what, a couple of weeks how he had that team bought in. Now I know that that was very short term and maintaining that would be a struggle. But I I think to me, Antonio Pierce is the no brainer for
2: Vegas. I um, really hope the Raiders don't make the same mistake again like they did with Rich Basaccia. You know, when he had mm-hmm. that, he came in as a you know, that caretaker, took over for a few games, and the players absolutely loved him. And then they hired Josh McDaniels instead. I'm really hoping that um, Mark Davis listens to the players this time. And, you know, Max Crosby's come out. I think it was over the weekend and said that he'd probably try and force a trade request if they didn't hire AP. I don't know how serious that is, but if you've got the full backing of your big players like Max Crosby, why would you go anywhere else? Why would you look at doing it any other way? Like you've got Devontae Adams and said that AP should be hired. Like I just, it just be, it would just be crazy if they didn't hire him, but it would be a bit Mark Davis. It would be a bit Raiders if they didn't, but, I hope they don't mess it up again.
3: And then the other one I, I wanted to kind of jump to very quickly was the – almost called them the Redskins – the Commanders, such a stupid name. Um, the Of this list of best fits, uh, you have like Frank Smith, Ben Johnson, Dan Quinn, Brian Callahan, Raheem Morris, uh, the way-too-early prediction, Ben Johnson. How is – my favorite offensive coordinator who's already there. And I thought that was the succession move was having him like the assistant coach. How is that not like we're putting other names in there instead?
1: I don't know. It's it, it's, it's it's weird that you haven't heard the name mentioned with that job. At least I haven't read him. I mean, I haven't been following it too close. Not um, once. Yeah, I, think, no. I don't know what the story with that is. I don't know if – he's just always kind of been this weird – like, you would think he's got, gotten so many jobs. I know, like – I know the race card's been pulled for him before, Saying like, oh, is it because he's black that he's not getting opportunities? But, you no, know, there's – I don't I, think I, that's I don't. I don't, I don't it, it, it seems like it's just so many teams have passed over him. Is he not interview well? Is there something more to the story? I don't understand. Like, it's just such a – I think it's the, such the, an odd the thing Washington to had that's the perfect successful.
2: chance. Yeah, Washington had the perfect chance to give the enemy an opportunity because it looked from about, sort of from about week ten or eleven, that Rivera wasn't going to last after the season. So they had the perfect opportunity to sack Rivera and just give it to the enemy until the end of the season, just see how it goes. But it seems like they weren't even interested in doing that. I'm, mean, you know, I know it's not easy just to fire a coach and give someone the job, but they knew they, they weren't clean going house. To be Rivera. They, they knew they weren't going to keep Rivera, so you know, they could have they could have just given it a go. But like you know, like you guys have said, he's not been I've not seen one link to him having the job. There's been no mention of having an interview or anything. No. So I've got to assume that anything, he's not getting the job again.
3: So I saw a couple articles saying that um depending on how bad the commanders fall apart and how the Chiefs perform in the postseason, it could end up with the enemy back in Kansas City. Now, I don't know how true or accurate that is, but just something I saw. On that note, um,
0: the real question on everyone's mind is where the fuck's Belichick going to go? I say I still think uh, San Diego, I mean, the tra- uh, Chargers, LA, it's whatever.
1: He definitely goes happens. to a team with a quarterback in place. Yeah, but apparently he
3: just interviewed with Atlanta. Yeah, he's been linked to Atlanta a lot that's recently. Right.
0: Maybe they're just gonna back up a truck of money for him and give him a like ten year guarantee some ridiculous
2: guaranteed contract. I mean well, the the, Fal- the Falcons have him- got a lot of weapons, but they do need a quarterback, like you said. And I think they're picking at eight. So they're not really in a prime position to get no, a quarterback not. either. So but be but are- the
3: head coach and the GM. He's done really well with that in New England.
0: Now
1: that's another thing, is a team gonna give him control like that, you know? I don't think that's no way
0: somebody anymore. somebody has to i mean we need at least one nfl team out there scouting division two lacrosse games um we need white linebackers you know whatever uh, that came out weird um basically just everything <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that um i think belichick's either going
1: <laughs> belichick's either going to atlanta i should have or stuck gonna, with
0: the division the two lacrosse
3: that was the
1: I, I, let's see what happens with the eagles in it and dallas if they fire there i think if one of those jo- coaches lose their jobs i think that's a sign that belichick you think be he'd better. go to philly? i think
0: i think dallas yeah, I, think
1: is... I, think be, I think he'd be into philly or dallas i think dallas makes a little like it
2: might be a better fit for him
0: it has to be but somewhere I, with a quarterback but somewhere with not an elite quarterback who's gonna you know overrule him and run i also show. think
2: it'd be crazy that if it went to dallas the combined age of their head coach and gm would be over 150 that's insane
0: that's an old number. Wow. Well, on that note, lads, um, let's give it a wrap. Uh, this has been Pop Sports Shorts. Um, we are here on the. We, we don't do the network thing anymore, do we? Have to do that, Siljard? Should we be doing that or, anyway? You don't um, have to know. Yeah, I
3: will ask you one last. Just question listen to the other.
0: That. Just listen to the other show on this feed, the New Normal Phil Show. That's right. Yeah, just That's listen right. to that. Listen to us and that. Uh, Jared, go ahead.
3: Uh, where do bad rainbows go when they get in trouble where prism the light sentence
1: <laughs> you're welcome all right everybody thank you uh, now i night. hope the chiefs lose i really do